Hey guys, it's Terry here and I am in Miami Beach, Florida. I am here with Javier Hernandez from Inline Photography. What's going on guys? Javier, let's talk a little bit about, uh, Javier is a photographer. He's been uh, shooting, uh, I've worked with him over the last several years. I actually met you through Arthur. Yes. That's correct. When was that? It was, uh, what, three, four years ago? It was like almost three years ago. What were we doing? Remind me again, it was a photo shoot with, was it? We were actually at um, Olympia in Vegas. Yes. And then you guys were doing a couple of shoots here and there. And then there was, you guys had an actual party or something at one of the hotels. And then we met there. And then uh, we went back to uh, City Athletics, one of the gyms. We were shooting there as well. And then shot a couple of people that I was working with. And then I was teaming up with Arthur as well. So, yeah. It's great that you connect with Arthur. Obviously, yeah. Arthur is our chief photographer, and he does yep. a lot of great work. And anytime he recommends people, I always you know, take a look. And obviously, it comes down to personalities as well. I mean, work with people that we like and we enjoy, right? So let's start off with uh, who you are, where you, where you started off from. I mean, this is, you know, not, not everyone's going to know who you are. And obviously, yeah. uh, I want to educate people on, on, on you and, and where you came from. So why don't you start off from, from the, you know, the beginning, essentially. Uh, well, when I was in, uh, you were born, born in Cuba, uh, came to the United States, uh, back when the whole embargo and all that for like 1980, 1981, I came when I was four years old. My parents pretty much picked up all their stuff. They didn't want to be part of like the whole Castro regime and all that stuff. So they came to the United States. Um, that's when they pretty much, it was a Mario boat lift pretty much. So like when people say like, oh, you know, you came on a boat. I literally came came on a boat, boat, you know? (laughs) So when you, I obviously, when you got here, you did not have We had nothing. Um, Pretty much my parents picked up, you know, a couple of clothes that they had on their backs, Um, even to the jewelry, because back then it was almost like the whole thing, like with the Holocaust and the Jews, like they took everything. So when my parents came over, it was pretty much the clothes they had on their back, a couple, you know, clothes in their bags. And that was it. My mom left her wedding ring over there. My dad left his watches, wedding rings, jewelry, everything was left over there. Because when that whole thing happened, we're pretty much escaping. So it was like escaping legally in a way, you know, Um, and we didn't, they didn't want to risk anything. So they pretty much brought the clothes on their back. And my aunt was here at the time and we pretty much stayed with her for a couple months till my dad got on his feet. And from there just, you know, was able to like stay here in the United States and, you know, get our residency and then pretty soon our citizenship. And, you know, you grew up in Florida then after, so you were. Yeah, uh, we were here in Florida for about five years, six years, and then we actually moved to New York and we were there for about four years. Um, But what is so where did you get your passion for photography? How did you start uh, shooting? I've always loved photography. I just never thought that I would actually be doing this for a living. Um, I always did it just for fun. It the actual progress or the actual start of my photography experience start off with an ex-girlfriend at the time we uh went on vacation we went to um st croix went on one of these cruise ships and i was just taking pictures like on the boat and taking pictures here and there and that's when facebook had literally just started taking off because back then it was uh, myspace yeah yeah. and then facebook started taking off and then i just started putting up pictures on um, facebook and here and then like little by little people started asking me like oh man you take nice pictures you should take my picture and I had no idea what I was doing. So it was like, I just like started like learning myself and started taking pictures here and there and literally got into it. You know, I always loved it, but I never thought that it would be an actual career that I would actually embark on later on, you know, and be where I'm at right now. What were you doing before? What what did you want to do when you were 
growing up? Did you want to be like a lawyer, doctor? What was honestly? I don't even know. I mean, I was just pretty much rolling with the punches. I mean, I went to school. I did like trade work. I worked in AC units. Um, I did that for about four or five years, and then little by little, just started doing other things. When I got out of photography, it was when I was working for the Miami Day Transit, and I was doing that for almost ten years. And I was okay. uh, an instructor, and I was a track repair. I literally learned how to build railroad tracks. Oh wow! And then I was an inspector from there, and then I became a supervisor. And then after that, then I started doing all the training. Like I would train people out of the big uh, mark lifts and the big trucks, and mm -hmm. teaching them with their Class A license to be able to drive like the tractor trailers, things like that, bulldozers. Oh wow! Teaching people how to actually start building track, the metro road system. So that's what I was doing. And I started getting that passion for photography. And it was not until I was literally maybe three, four o'clock in the morning and my alarm clock went off. I was literally up all night on YouTube and like reading books and everything. My yeah. alarm clock had actually gone off to go to work the next morning. And I literally had stayed up that entire night. And I was wow. like, holy crap, like I was not tired doing that. I was tired at work. Even though I had pulled a whole 12 or 13 hour shift, yeah. I wasn't tired about learning about photography. So I was like, you know what? This is something I want to do for the rest of my life. So you had uh, the spark, you had that passion, and that's what drove you to do it. Pretty much, yeah. Now, what was your first, I guess, big shoot, or what would you say? I mean, obviously, you shot your ex-girlfriend, and you got your, your feet wet. But when would you really go, wow, I'm like, I'm actually a photographer now? You got um, paid, probably. Maybe you got paid for your first shoot. What would it have been? I mean, I started getting paid here and there for, like, just odd jobs that I was doing. And pretty much every photographer, when they start, you're never going to, like, get to that level right away. You always start doing little odd jobs here and there. And because you never know what you might like. You might start doing weddings. You might start doing fitness stuff. You might start doing portraits. Yeah. You don't know what your niche is going to be because you might love it, but you might have an actual eye for something else that I've always wanted to do this, but all of a sudden I'm a lot better at something else, you know. Um, honestly, there really isn't a, a big shoot that I could explain because in my career, there's always going to be something that I've done that it's like, wow, this is like really cool. And then next year I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. And then the year after I was like, oh man, I can't believe I'm doing this. So, um, yeah, it's, it's progressive. So every, there's like a saying that I always have that people ask me sometimes, like, what's the best picture they've ever taken? And it's like, I always tell them it's the, the one I'm going to take tomorrow because no matter what I do today, tomorrow might be even better. Yeah. So it's like I'm always living in that next day. Like even when I take some of the pictures that I do now, it's like, wow, this is cool. But I could have probably done this better. I could have done that better. So I'm always trying to get better at my craft. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've shot people from Sean Roden, uh, Mr. Olympia. I've shot Jay Cutler. Um, I've shot Sean T. That was one of the, the biggest ones, All I right. think, in my career. Sean T. Um, I met Sean, th Sean T through an actual, one of these type of things, like, oh, let's just do like a, a video or some BTS. And it was with uh, David Morn at the time. He called me up and he was like, hey, look, I'm going to be shooting with Sean T. Why don't you come on over and do some behind the scenes or whatever? I was like, all right, cool. Let's check it out. Yeah. And did some behind the scenes with him, whatever, like record some stuff. Then we went to go have something to eat and then started taking, uh, they were doing like the, some recording or something. They were like doing like a little podcast yeah. for himself. Yeah. And I was taking like some behind the scenes pictures here and there. And that ended up that I took a couple of pictures. He's like, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. I, I like this. Pictures look good. It's like I didn't realize that he actually had some of his actual outfits or T-shirts that he had just gotten picked up during that time that he was here visiting. Took a couple of pictures and ended up being that I was taking the pictures for his clothing line while he was here in Miami. Oh. Then a year later, he tells me, hey, listen, I'm in the in the mix of actually doing a book deal. Yeah. I... I really click with you. I like the way that the vibe that we had. Like we literally yeah. like just 
worked right away. Like you were quick with the pictures I, I needed and it was, we had a good vibe. And I've never really had that with somebody else. And that kind of like got me, I was like, wait a minute, but you're Sean T. Like you shoot with a lot of people. He's like, yeah, but it's not the same. Like we literally had a connection. So it was like, I vibe with you and I'm actually going to have a book cover now and I want you to really? shoot my book cover. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I was like, wow. that's kind of cool, you know? So that was kind of like one of the bigger breaks for me, like early on. But you worked very hard. Obviously, you did a lot of shoots. You did a lot of stuff for nothing. Like you, you Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you strike me as a grinder, someone who yeah. gets things done. I mean, you're obviously very professional. I mean, what advice would you give for someone who wants to start photography now, getting into fitness? What kind of things would you recommend to someone? Don't say no to anything. Because there's going to be situations that you might not know where they're going to lead to. Like if I was working at the time, as a matter of fact, when David had called me and if I would have said, no, like what's in it for me? Like, oh, you're just going to do some BTS. Like, I don't really feel like doing this. I would have never met Shanti. I would have never gotten to that next level. I probably would have never gotten some of the things that came after that, you yeah. know. Um, so you always have to like pick and choose your battles in a way. Like you always have to figure out like what's, what is, is it going to be beneficial for you? Is it going to be something that's worthwhile for you? Are you going to learn from it? Because there's sometimes that like our, the career that we have right now, everything that we do, it's almost like we're paying our own way. We like a doctor, he actually goes to school for five, six, 10 years and actually learns how to become a doctor. We pretty much just go to Best Buy or one of these other places, buy a camera, buy a couple gear and just start practicing. Yeah. So the fact that you might not be getting paid for certain things that you're doing, you're actually learning a craft that later on you could probably charge for it. But if you say no to something, there might be something you could have learned that day that you took it for granted. And now you might not get that next job because of the fact that you never learned that. So there, you always got to pick your battle on certain things. But there's always that time that when you learn something, it's going to pay off later on in dividends later. Now, I would imagine that you keep investing yourself and learning about more because with photography, I mean, yeah. you brought a whole camera, you brought a video. I mean, what kind of stuff do you do I mean, to learn? Like you're doing more videos now? Like yeah. what kind of stuff would you... Uh... Um, honestly, now like photography is taking like this whole new life. Um, now it's not just about taking pictures. It's about telling the story as well too with video and yeah. with Creating the podcasts, brand, yeah. with uh branding people so it's like now people want that whole package before it used to be um video was something way you know ahead now it's because of social media instagram facebook all these things it's so like accessible that you have to be a part of that and if you don't change with the times you're going to be left behind so if like if you're just a portrait photographer and this is all you do but you could actually give more yeah. to a client or actually have a bigger package that you could actually uh, show to them you know then that's going to take you to that next level yeah. Because now you're just not a photographer. You're an all-around person. You're a brand developer. You create content for them that gives them the entire package that would, they need for social media. So if a fitness model wants to contact you, what would be the first thing that you would do? You would talk to them about what they want to get done? Pretty much. Like what's, what's, the, what's the protocols here if, if someone wants to work with you? It's almost like when you contact somebody, sometimes the first thing you do is you look at their social media, see if they've done shoots before, see if this is like the first time that they're doing it. Um, there's certain people that are not thinking about brand development, not thinking about a whole portfolio build. It's somebody that, you know, had a couple kids, has lost some weight, lost some photos, um, yeah. and now got into fitness, now actually wants to like remember this time that they actually like struggle with the the diets they struggle with a personal trainer they did everything that they were supposed to and they love the way that they look right now so they just want to do it for their own personal gain like they actually want to remember this moment they might continue to diet this and that but they're not going to be as strict or the regimens are not going to be so tight that they might not look as good as they are today yeah so they might want to do that there's other people that actually want to develop more a little bit better they've had a couple people taking pictures of them but now they want to take that to the next level they want to get into magazines they want to 
try and get into like uh, sponsorships so, with other brands, things like that. So, so you ask a lot of questions. Yeah. yeah, ask a lot of questions. Figure out kind of what they want to do, and then basically set up something where exactly. And there, there's a, every photographer has different packages, you know, depending, you know, there's people now that you might shoot somebody or, or take pictures of somebody because of their social media following, because they might have a million or two million followers. So if you're taking their picture, then maybe those people will come on to you and it's like, oh, wow, you took a picture of this person. Like I've been following them for help. years. Yeah. So it's almost like you build that credibility with your own brand, with somebody that's a little bit higher than you. Because of the fact that now when somebody sees somebody with like two million followers and say, I photograph them they automatically see it as, well, if they trusted you with their brand, you must be good. So they give you that credibility in a way sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I could see that. Now, when you pitch <coughs> when you pitch magazines, people, what are you looking for? Like, is there that X factor you've seen someone? Like, is there something specific that you'll just shoot someone going, you know what, this person has potential? Do you, is there anything you can attribute that to? Yeah. Um, one of the first people that I actually, like, met was Ainsley. And she was one of the ones that she's actually still here in South Florida. Ainsley um, Rodriguez. Ainsley Rodriguez, yeah. Yeah, I'm big on Instagram. I think she's over 1.8 million. She's like almost at 2 million or something. Yeah, almost right 2 now. million. Yeah. She's been on the cover of Inside Fitness Women before. Nice, yes. You know? I remember that. <laughs> right. We're going to work with her tomorrow, actually. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's right. Um, so she was, actually, she did tell me she was. Um, she was the first, you were the first photographer that she worked with, I believe, or the yeah. first big one, right? How and did that happen? That was actually through a friend of mine. That was uh, Eddie from uh, ProSubs. Okay. She, had, I think, had just gotten signed to ProSubs, and she had a couple, like, she was, like, promoting the actual yeah. brand, but I don't think she had actually gotten, like, photographed professionally. She wow. just had, like, selfies and, like, different pictures, like, you know, probably she took or a friend of hers took. But I think that she was competing, and she actually got into that whole circuit, and I guess ProSubs saw something in her, and they picked her up. And when I actually saw that Eddie was um, attached to her in a way with ProSub, like, hey, who's this girl? He's like, oh, yeah, we just literally signed her. It's like, oh, like maybe like make a connection or something. And that's when I was getting more developed into fitness. And I saw her and I was like, man, there's something about her because of the fact that she had just started. So I was like, you know what? I could probably get this girl and probably like develop something with her. And then I'm learning in a way she's learning. You never know when she might be. And sure is, you know, they four years later, I mean, she's one of the top people in, in the fitness world right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's very cool. So I guess you would say that um, uh, you need people who who have potential. Mm -hmm. I mean, so you see that and then obviously invest your time, you know what I mean? And then you can help develop, right? I mean, that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And in a way, like she was developing herself and I was developing, you know, so in a way we kind of like both helped each other out. Like, I mean, you would probably see some of the pictures and I, I might cringe at some of the pictures I might have taken sure, back yeah. in the days and yeah. she might do the same thing, but we we're both learning at the time. And again, you never know where life is going to lead you. Yeah. So, I mean, also to another <clears throat> part of photography, obviously you have to be really good at the camera. You have to yeah. know lighting and all that stuff. But I mean, networking. I mean, that's one of the things I see with you is that you make it known. You know what I mean? You're not, you're a hard worker. Um, I guess maybe explain to people, you know, how you network and, and the significance it's had in, in your in your life when it comes to photography. Because it's, you could be a good photographer, but if you don't have the network of people. Yeah. Right. So and I've seen that a lot. I mean, and not to take anything away from anybody, but there's some photographers out there that I've seen that it's like, man, like that was just such a simple shoot or something, you know, regular. But then they're photographing some of these big name companies. And then I've seen other people on the flip side that I see someone work. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And you never even know who those people are because they never get out there. So it's almost like photography. It becomes to the point that, yeah, social media is good. 
but the hand-to-hand kind of thing, like the going out there, I almost call it like, you know, the door-to-door salesman. Like you're over there trying to sell a, you know, vacuum cleaner or something. You literally have to sell yourself. Social media and Instagram and Facebook, everything is great. And that's almost a way of proving what you can actually do. Yeah. But the fact of going to places, I mean, anytime there's a, a competition or anytime that there's an event, there's something going on, you literally have to go out there. Hey, how you doing? My name is Javier Hernandez. I own Inline Photography. This is my work. How could I probably develop your brand or how could I do something? What are you guys looking forward to doing? And sometimes you're just pitching an idea of trying to get in the door with them. Sometimes you're just trying to figure out what's out there in the market because you might be pitching an idea that you're maybe a couple months behind. And sometimes if you listen correctly, sometimes some of these brands or some of these magazines that you talk to, they might be telling you certain things like, oh, right now we're looking for this, this and that. They just kind of gave you a scoop on what they're looking for. So if you're not doing that, that's what you got to start, you know, so gearing into. So if anything, it's like you're trying to get in the door. But at the same time, you're trying to get information from some of these people that are already out there. Ask questions. To figure out what's going on in the market. How's the market developing? So you're saying basically, obviously, ask <clears throat> questions, figure out what they're kind of looking for. And yes. then obviously, you know, tailor your package towards that. Right? As opposed exactly. to just jumping away. This is what you guys need to do. Exactly. I mean, you must see that all the time, right? I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And, and again, it's almost like you might hit 10 of them, maybe two respond. But out of the other eight, you might have gotten some good feedback from them and figure out what you need to do to improve yourself. Maybe next year you come along and you meet those people again. It's like, hey, now they're taking taking a look at you because now you've done what they said that they were looking for. You've done that next level. And they actually could you get, a, get approached from them now. Instead of you actually knocking on the door, they're contacting you now because yeah. now they're seeing that you're doing what they want. It's true. You're building up your reputation, yeah. building your name. So never take anything for granted. I mean, even if you, you get the no or, or the, the rejection, you still might walk away with something positive out of that because you might learn something that you didn't know before. You get a little inside scoop of what they're looking for. Totally, yeah. So what are the things that motivate you? Like what kind of stuff motivates you to do more? Just trying to come up with something that people haven't seen before or something that's just a little bit more innovative. There is always such a thing that you're not really copying somebody, but you're getting inspiration from them. If you literally copy somebody or something that they're doing, it's like you're literally like you're not improving yourself. You might copy them to the point of like, okay, this is I figured out how they did their lighting or their posing or this and that. Great. Now, how could I put my little spin on it? How could I like make it my own? So you always want to learn from other people, um, but you don't want to copy directly. Everybody has their own little niche, their own little thing. Um, there's always going to be something evolving. There's things that I've seen Arthur do, and I'm like, man, I wonder how he did that. Yeah. And then I figure it out, <clears throat> but then I'm like, okay, how could I put my spin on it? Because it's almost like a disservice to myself and even to that photographer. Like, okay, great, you did something awesome. I just copied you. What was what? What's what's the difference? Like, yeah. I learned something from you, but now I was able to put my own little spin on it, you know. And that's what actually separates some of the photographers and actually makes them better, as opposed to like just copying somebody else and being the same way. Yeah, you always have to learn something. You have to learn from somebody. Do you find other photographers have egos? Like, is there? Uh, do you, I mean, you share with people. You're you're willing to explain to people. No. Do you find? Do you get that back from some other photographers? Sometimes. I mean, um, some. Photographers, they're eager to like teach others. Um, just like I learned myself, like going through workshops and like just going to different like events, and I would see certain photographers doing certain things. I would like pick their brain, ask them certain questions. Some divulge information, some they're very restrictive of it. And I've noticed that the ones that are restrictive on like giving away information is because they found like their little niche or their stuff that they do, but they hold it like a little capsule. And it's like they don't want nobody they to get it because yeah. that's what they do. And then the ones that are actually a little bit more open. When they're showing you something, they're actually like 
learning themselves too because they're teaching somebody, they're showing people certain situations or certain things that they're actually doing, but they're developing more of their skill as well. They're open to like teaching people because they're learning themselves. The ones that are a little bit restrictive, like th this is just what I do and this is, and that's all fine. That's great. But they don't really like talk about it a lot, you know, and sometimes like, oh, you're giving away the secrets. Like, yeah, there is no secrets. I mean, you could literally open up a book and learn, you know? Yeah, no, I, I hear you on that one. Um, now, who are some of the models that you would want to shoot? Like, is there anyone you have in your sights on right now? Um, wow. Give me some names and give me some people. Hmm. Fitness photography. I mean, you've shot some big name bodybuilders. Uh, yeah. Is there anyone here, models or anyone that you have an interest in? Or is it just something that, you know, may come up? Hmm. I got you. One, I, I one of the ones that actually, yeah, I mean, one of the ones that, that when I was coming up was uh, Paige Hathaway. And I saw her starting to come up and I was like, oh, man, it'll be cool to actually work with her one day. And then it kind of got to the point that I started working with other people. And it's like Around she's that. always been there in, in, in the league that I've wanted to work with. And ironically enough, there's a lot of photographers that I know that have worked with her. And she's like, oh, man, she's super cool. She's, you know, yeah. nice person. But we've never, like, made that connection, you know. But just like well, her. Maybe this will the, be the year for it, right? You never I mean, know, maybe. We've worked with Paige in the past. And, and you know, I she was obviously she's a very big name. And, and I had this impression of her being this, you know, maybe a snobby Instagram person. Right. But not at all. She was totally cool. And, yeah, she would be fun to work with. So maybe, cool. maybe that could happen. Maybe you after this know. podcast, maybe Paige will hear something and. Yeah, that'll be cool, know, right? That'd be great. And again, there, there's always through social media, like um, before, it used to be that you have to see somebody in a magazine or you saw them somewhere on TV or something. But now with social media, there's so many people that are coming up, and it's like you see them. It's like, oh wow, this would be somebody cool to work with, you know? Yeah. And the cool part about it is that you actually could have an interaction with them. You could literally send them a, a message or something, and you might get a reply, you might not. But there's a little bit easier way of actually kind of communicate with some of these people you know I, I i believe that some people are really good at you know getting into shape looking good they may not be the best marketers i mean mm -hmm. photographers in my opinion are the people who do discover i mean they find people even with instagram and all that i do rely on photographers what they suggest and not just photos i mean this is the thing too with instagram is that we see a lot of filtered photos yeah and Let's be honest, when you're going to go shoot someone, I want to see just raw, real photos because exactly. I don't want to see what, especially now with all these apps, I mean, someone could take a phone, photo on their phone and they could do Photoshop, airbrush, everything. It's insane what people can do. Um, so I think it's really important to get those raw images and you can see what you're, yeah. you're dealing it's, with. It's like the, the porcelain doll epi epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, they look amazing. It's like, oh, they don't really look like that in so person. <laughs> without naming names, was there any uh, any funny stories or anything that was like maybe like the worst shoot ever? Was there any, you ever have anything like that? I mean, I've had a couple instances well, in my life, you know, where it was just painful. But uh, anything that comes to mind or maybe things that people should avoid? Don't over Photoshop your images. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mean when um, you give them images afterwards, or you mean you're talking about before the just shoot people you? in general. Um, and general. and it happened to me in a couple instances when I didn't know who I was shooting because um, I've worked with a lot of brands, uh, clothing companies, and things like that, or even like uh, nutrition companies that they would actually bring the models, and it was like I got hired from the actual company, so they would have a shoot set up for the whole day. 
And I didn't know who was going to be there. So I would like, there was a studio in, in the location that I was at. And I was like, I would rent out the studio and then pretty much give everybody the address, get up, set up all my stuff there. And then when I would get there, I didn't know who I was shooting. So there was a couple of times that I would think the model would show up or the makeup artist or hairstylist. I didn't know who they were because they always come with all their bags and everything. Yeah. And there was two instances that I made the mistake. And as the person was coming in, I looked at them. I was like, oh, you know, you should, you know, set up your stuff over here, this and that. You know, the model should be getting here any minute. I'm thinking I'm talking to the makeup artist. It was the model that I was talking to. Um, and I was like, ooh. And I already knew who the model was, and yeah. it did not look anything like them. <laughs> when they got into hair and makeup, they did all this stuff, and it was like, oh, that person, that's who they were. But I made that mistake, then I like, yeah. and, and the shoe kind of like went mediocre in a way because she already kind of felt that I was, you know. Set putting, up a bad tone, Yeah, I guess, and I was like, oh, man, what did I just do? But I didn't know. I mean, I was just like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm in my mind, I'm here getting things set up. So from that day on, I never assumed who the makeup artist was or the yeah. hairstyles or the model. I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, look, you can put yourself over here, you know. <laughs> Everybody else should be getting here any minute now. And that was it. That I was just it. leave it at that. Yeah, because name. I literally made the mistake that I, you know, misconstrued or, or, or kind of like made the model feel like she was not as yeah, adequate. And again, she had just shown up there like a lot of uh, models do nowadays that they just show up and there's going to be hair and makeup there. They literally come with nothing. Like the makeup yeah. artist literally tells them, don't put it on anything because I'm literally going to have to take all that off. Yes. Yeah. Totally. So sometimes uh, you kind of like, you know, stick your foot in your mouth when you yeah, say something. Oh, like yeah. That. I'm sure we've all been there. That's for sure. I've certainly said things in my life. Now, I mean, what advice would you give for, uh, I mean... Any models who want to build their brand. I mean, this is one of the things that obviously you shot a lot of fitness stuff. If there's one thing you can say to someone, you know, you're talking to them right now, what would it be if I want to build my brand? Be careful on how you start because um, nowadays everything's on the internet and once it's out there, you can't take it back. So bad images. Yeah. Yeah. From bad images to um, situations that might come abroad that, oh, well, you know, this person did that or that person, I should be doing this too don't really compare yourself to a lot of other people to see what they've done and kind of like learn from them and pick certain things that you're okay with. But just because you want to follow in somebody's footsteps, do not do everything that they did because there is always a place and a time for everything. Maybe back then that's what was expected. Nowadays it's not. So you don't want to start building your brand and have images or videos or things come back at you that, that now you have to you. defend, you know, and that and can hurt this, you. Yeah, there's a lot of people taking, actually, there's a lot more photos being taken now. So you could have a lot of bad, exactly. I mean, I've got some bad photos. I always say that you're right about trying to keep a limit on, on what you don't like, yeah. right? So, and, and again, I mean, you always want to give, you know, you want to try people out. You want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt because like, just like me, when I first started, I sucked, you know, and even to today, I might still suck. When I see myself maybe five years from now, I'm like, man, what was I thinking? I thought I was great. I sucked back then. But you always got to give that person an opportunity. Sometimes you might actually look at their Instagram, their Facebook. You might meet them, you know, trying to like, you know, go to coffee with them or grab something to eat. Feel them out. You know, maybe they are learning. Maybe you, you are going to be that person that's going to take them to that next level. Maybe you could actually help that person. There's been models that I thought they were way above like what I would ever shoot. And they actually said, OK, like, let's try something. I was like, okay, cool. They actually gave me that benefit of the doubt. They actually gave me the opportunity and even then helped me out. Hey, look, why don't you try this angle? Why don't you try this? And actually helped me out in the situation. So just because somebody might not have the million followers like you or is not in all the covers of the magazines, don't think that they might not have something to offer. Because just like I said before, there's some of these no-name photographers that actually have seen their work and I'm blown away. Like, how did they even do that? And that was something they did three, four years ago wow. that some people are actually doing now. But they do it as a hobby. They love it but they don't actually see a career in it. And then there's other photographer that is like, 
it's just a regular picture, but they're, you know, with these big name companies and they're like untouchable, you know, and it's like you can't really like gauge it in a way, but you have to almost in a way be protective of who you shoot with, but also give people the benefit of the doubt just because they don't have crazy followers. You might have something, you might click with that person. You actually yeah. have a good connection with them. Shoot. You get some great images. I think you're right. I mean, when it comes to uh, photography, there's shoots where sometimes you're just going to connect with someone and you get the most out of them. I mean, people have to feel comfortable. Yeah. Uh, models, you know, you're, you're making them move. I mean, it's, it's, I always say your job as a model is to look good and be there. It's yeah. up to the photographer to help place you and position you because they can't see what the photographer sees, right? Exactly. So, And at, at the same time, like I said before, don't ever be afraid to say no. Like some of these girls, sometimes some of them female models, they think that they have to do certain things. To, I see that a lot. Ahead. There's a lot of photographers. Well, there's a lot of people who claim to be photographers and I see a lot of models getting hit up, you know, mm -hmm. on Instagram and all that. And I, I kind of agree with you with like, you don't always need to, you know, sometimes some of the best things I've done is not doing anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's some of the best stuff. I, I, and I suggest when it comes to building your brand, yeah, be very careful with that. So, I mean, and there are a lot of people out there I also think too it's it's maybe the way people are, are contacting each other. Everyone's on Instagram, but I think there's certain ways to like, hey, you send an email to someone. I mean, there's protocols and to do exactly. these things, right? Um, now, for anyone who wants to get a hold of you, can you tell them uh, your website? How do, how do we find you on on the internet? Um, well, mainly all my stuff that I, I normally do, like all my latest stuff, is always on Instagram. Instagram, it's, it's such an easy platform to like post up your images, do your stories, and things like that. Um, I actually have two. I have one for a bikini and I have one for fitness. And I, ironically enough, that happened because when I would actually take pictures of fitness models, the bikini girls would say, oh, she has a six pack. She's like too tight. Um, she's too rough. Like that's like too much for me. She's too muscular. And then when I would put up pictures of like bikini models or like when I was doing like Maxim stuff or FHM, it was like, oh, well, this girl, you know, she doesn't have a six pack or she has a flabby booty or whatever. It's like, she's not fit. And yeah. it's like, what the, I'm like, I can't so keep just, everybody happy. So I was like, you know what? Let me have the bikini girl and like Sports Illustrated stuff on one page and all my fitness, fitness models somewhere else. And now everybody's happy. <laughs> so what, what are the uh, the names? What's it is uh, inline underscore photography for my fitness page and then inline photography together for my bikini glamour um, Maxim style photos. How about your MySpace? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't they, remember the, the name that I used to use back then. That's <laughs> it. I wasn't even on MySpace. But thank you so much. I appreciate your time today talking about this. And Definitely. Uh, Hopefully we're going to do a lot more work together in the future. Definitely. Cool. Thank cool. you.